With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and good evening, good afternoon to everyone. Welcome to the Magic of Life Radio. I am your host, Max Ryan of the magicoflifecoach.com. That's my website. And today is Tuesday, December 15th, 2009. And I feel like I was just here because I just did a show 24 hours ago. I haven't done two shows in one week. And so um, it's really fun. I love it. So, um, yeah, so we're doing. I'm doing two shows this week because there is not going to be a show next week. I said that yesterday. Next week on the 21st, um, I there will not be a show. So um, I wanted to get two shows in to make sure that everyone got to um, to listen in. So um, have a couple more for the archives. And um, speaking of the archives, if you look in the um, in the show list um, of uh, archives on on Blog Talk Radio. You know, you can always vote for my show to be one of your favorite shows, which would be great. It's a lot of fun. And you can make comments. I really, there's not been hardly any comments for the show. So if you're logged in and um, you'd like to make a comment about any show, that would be great. And also, if you, um, if you want to have me cover any particular topic or anything that you'd like to send to me personally, that's, you can send it to Max at themagicoflifecoach.com, okay? And, um, oh, this is what I, yesterday was great. I'm so glad that everyone called because it was a little surprising to me. There were so many callers, and I could only get through two people. So um, the readings were fun, and I, you know, it's a new venue for me to, to do readings in such a short Span of time, I usually take at least you know 45 minutes to sit with somebody. So um, bear with me as I try to um, make these calls real, um, right to the point, and more laser. But I'm going to do some more of those, and I'll be letting you know when that's coming up. And also, I forgot to tell you, you know, I'm doing a special about my readings, and it's um, before. If, if you schedule appointment, it doesn't have to be before December 24th, but if you schedule a reading before the 24th, you get $10 off for the holidays. So, Okay, now that's all out of the way today. Today I, um, I feel pretty honored and um, excited because I have a guest on today. And, um, and I, I wanted to um, 
to have him on because his name is Glenn Klausner, and I'll, I'll bring him on in one moment. But I just wanted to, to tell you all that, um, you know, music is such a huge part of my life. And I wanted to do a special um, show just about how music connects us with our spirit and how it's... Um, and all of the different variations about how music connects us with the spirit. And um, Glenn is a really renowned, world-renowned um, psychic and medium, and he's also an accomplished um, musician. So um, without further ado, I'm going to bring Glenn on so we can talk about music and spirit. Hey, Glenn, are you there? Hey, Max, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me on. I'm so glad that you had come, and, you know, I was just saying that, um, you know, you were the first person that I thought of, because one of the things that I do, I think you read you read the part last night, I wrote a little thing in the, um, this Magic of Life ebook that I wrote, I, I felt like one of the four top magical tools, as I call them, is music to connect us with our spirit, and you read that, didn't you? Yes, it was great. Uh, Thanks. And, you know, it's just, you know, my own personal thing, but I think a lot of people feel very connected with, with music on many levels, and my belief is that on some level that knowingly or not, a particular type of music will automatically somehow speak to their spirit. Do you agree with that, Glenn? Oh, 150%. It's so true that music of any genre will speak to the soul spirit of a person. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, the the connection with that is almost it's um for me it it was almost hard for me to to write that piece even though it's not even it's not very deep, but I I I wanted to make sure that we understood stood that and uh, I I'm just interested because you are a musician and you're also so accomplished in, you know, the spirit world and working with spirit. What do you think is the connection between our spirit and music? It's a great question. Well, I mean, I totally believe that music, origi music and art originated in the spirit world. I mean, everything that is in existence in our world was created out of a thought. But in creativity, because each and every one of us have creativity within us, it's just a matter of utilizing it. There are people, so many people I've met in my life that say they're not, they don't have a creative bone in their body, and that's far from the truth, because anything you do, you know, if you're sewing clothes, cooking food, whatever, it's being creative. And But music in itself is, uh, I mean, first of all, can you imagine a world with no music in it? Huh. It would be a really dull, boring place. And... Um, the connection, I think, is really profound. I mean, when I've thought about that question that you had asked, uh, even when you were mentioning it to me last night, the connection for music for all of us is really just something that goes to the soul. It speaks to the soul. I think it's necessary, just like food is necessary for us. I think music is a vital source for our well-being and it was probably created for our well-being, just like colors you know, in art, or just again, like going back to food, and, and even clothing is created for us to uh, to have here on the earth. Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking when you said that, Glenn. I was thinking about. Um, I just happened to be. I watched this show about um, Stonehenge, and they were and they were doing this um, investigation to Stonehenge and what it was. But the the angle that they took on it was how Stonehenge 
had to have been um, created as some kind of a ceremonial place, and that that ceremonial you know site was music had to be involved with it because of the acoustics of the space, and they went very deeply into how you know rhythmic drumming. And very ancient, you know, even cultures today, many cultures today, use music, very basic drum beats to, to signify spirit or to get into a trance. Very, a lot of shamanic um, um, cultures use that. And they were going very clearly and very specifically, scientifically, into what that type of music and how in Stonehenge, for example, how it would reverberate and how it would actually change everybody's brainwave frequency and put them into an alpha state of mind. I agree. Does that make sense? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, music is definitely a segue to connecting to spirit, as you were talking about with drumming. And the same thing with our vocal cords. I mean, the voice alone is also an instrument. Your body is an instrument, and I agree that music uh, is, you know, is that calling to spirit. Especially when you're talking about a lot of the, um, the tribal kind of drumming and just all different types of instrumentation. It's really how it's played in the notes and the melody and the chords. And um, especially if we're talking about music, instrumentation of music versus lyrics that are in a, in a song. But the, right. the music in itself, pianos, violins, cellos, uh, all these different wonderful instruments really do kind of pulsate, they vibrate because there's musical notes, you know, most people that know music know that it goes from uh, the basic no major notes, you know, it's like A through G, there's seven, what's interesting is that there's seven notes in music, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right, and it's like, as you know, there's seven chakras, there's seven colors in a rainbow, it's amazing how that number seven in spiritual yeah. terms, because they talk about seven being the Godhead, it's mm -hmm. I mean, there's no accident or coincidence that why isn't there an H, I, J, K, and L, M, and O, P in, in music. Even though you have major chords and minor chords uh, in music and demented, uh, not demented, I'm sorry, diminished and all, a little backwards there, <laughs> augmented and diminished chords and just all the different times that you, when you transpose music, but it's, it's really, a, uh, for me personally, I mean, music is such a, a, a wonderful thing. It could be seen as very healing to people, to the mind, body, and spirit. And of course, there's a lot of music out there that's very discordant that can really put your body at a different frequency. Like driving a car, if you're putting on, listen to, uh, let's say, classical or light jazz or even new age music, you know, your body will kind of be relaxed when you're driving. But you crank on something like heavy metal music, you yeah. know, or disco or rap or whatever, you know, you, your body will respond to that. Because as you know, you get nice mellow songs and you get dance songs and all these different kinds of uh, pieces of music that will really respond to your body and vibrate to it as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I wrote in, in, in that piece that, that um, one of the, one, uh, it, it is such an available source for us to shift our vibration if we ever need to shift our vibration. If we're in a place that we, that we are like, okay, I need to get out of this place. There's something not here that I, I need to just sort of get out of. Putting on a specific kind of music, if you really listen, if you put your whole self into it, you will start to feel your vibration start to shift and you will start to be like, 
if you were feeling a little down, you'll feel a little happier. If you're feeling a little anxious, you'll feel a little bit more calm. If you're feeling a little, um, you know, lack of energy, you'll have more energy. Depending on, and everyone is different in this kind of scenario. I mean, don't you think, Glenn? Everyone, different music resonates with different people because all of our spirits have a different, I believe, sort of... Um, uh, Sing a different tune, if you want to say. So different music will do different things for different people, just sort of like you're saying. Well, it's very true. I mean, looking at it in a couple of different aspects, I mean, how music is utilized in, in, for instance, when people go to the gym and work out and they're listening to maybe some dance music to get their car... You know, yeah. them in the movement, right? Or in aerobics, or like in yoga, there's the new age music that's used. Or if you, uh, like my niece is a ballerina, professional ballerina, and when I've seen her, her perform to pieces of music that are classical, I mean, it's, I'm in awe of watching how all the ballerinas are in movement with that piece of music. It's the same thing like with ice skaters, you know, when yeah. you see them on the ice. And it's, it's very fascinating watching, the, you know, my, my mom was a professional modern dancer, so I can really appreciate even in the dance world of how music is, goes hand in hand in the dance world and the choreography behind it. Is a, is, is a really amazing thing, and the, just the whole mood, and, you know, then a certain song, sometimes as anybody that's listening to the show right now will relate to, like, you know, you'll hear a song that takes you back to a certain place, like maybe the first time you kissed somebody, you know, or, um, or, right. or, you, had, or you had sex with somebody, or, you know, it's just all these different things, and it, it music is just so, it's, it's um, eternal. Just like, that's why, like, music like the Beatles, for instance, is so amazing because those guys were so brilliant in their songwriting that those songs 40 years later still stand the test of time that I guarantee anybody that in colleges and universities in musicology programs even in 50 years from now which I'm sure it's going on currently but I'm sure even in 50 years they'll still be talking about the music of the Beatles as they are with classical artists like Mozart and Chopin and Beethoven and Bach and all them people so and, and why, why is that? What did they tap in? I, I agree with you completely, and that's why, I mean, I think that, you know, it, it's all, like what you're saying, the great artists, the classic artists, you know, I can say, you know, for sure, because I've been an actor and been in theater for so long in my life, that, I mean, I know theater better than art, in, in, per se, but, to, for example, you know, why Shakespeare's really stood the test of time, because, you know, he was able to take these, he was able to take um, what Aristotle said was, you know, in the poetics that there's, there's only really 19 plots ever that, that people can really get into and, and um, situations that people can get into. And, and Shakespeare was able to take those, those 19 plots and put them into these plays. And so these plays can always be, be relatable to human beings as long as we're human beings. Does that make sense? Well, exactly. That was the pure genius of Shakespeare. Actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned him because I have this song of mine called Introspection, and there is a part in the song at the end where I couldn't sing the lyrics because they were kind of a, a talking part. I had this idea to do um, throughout this. The song has me singing it, but in the last part of the song, I talked the lyrics through kind of like this... Um, talking head song called Once in a Lifetime. I sort of did a similar thing to that. But anyway, in that particular section of words, 
in the talking part of the song, I have a Shakespearean line in there. It says, nothing is good nor bad, but thinking it makes it so, which yeah. when I saw that quote of Shakespeare's, I thought, wow, that's brilliant. Not to kind of nick something off of him, but I thought this, when I was writing that song, it just, it, something, some, you know, sometimes subconsciously is in the back of your head. And I put that in there and I thought it makes sense to what the song lyrically was about. Right. And it really so, is true, you know, nothing is good nor bad, but thinking it makes it so. I love that. I, that's one of my favorite quotes, actually. Um, so so in, in looking at Shakespeare and then looking at the Beatles, you know, we understand, I mean, I sort of laid out there what Shakespeare has done about, you know, Aristotle's 19 plots. What is it about, just take the Beatles, for example, why are they, why would they, in your opinion, be just as much classics. What did they tap into musically that we all understand on a human experiential level? That's a great question. Well, for me, not knowing those four individuals personally, I would say from what I know about the Beatles was that they took music, obviously, with John Lennon and, and those guys were all influenced by the music of the 50s, the American music, <clears throat> a lot of blues stuff that p blues artists never got the credit for. And then, of course, they got into guys like Elvis and Buddy Holly and stuff like that. And they took the, that combination, combination of the rhythm and blues and those influences, along with Paul McCartney, who came from a more um, musical school, if you will, of knowing jazz and classical, and him and John obviously combining that. And then you took George Harrison, who had this whole wonderful uh, spirituality part of him that loved a lot of Middle Eastern kind of instruments like the sitar, which obviously was used you know, in some songs on the Be in the Beatles catalog. And I think just those four guys just had something very unique. They were all on the same page. And the thing that probably really made them as successful as they were was that they believed in, they, they believed in themselves. I, I remember reading this quote of John Lennon that said that he believed that they were going to be bigger than Elvis. He never thought in his head that they were going to be better than Elvis Presley as a person or anything, but they, he believed that they were going to be bigger than Elvis as, a, as an artist, as a band or whatever, and, and they were. And I think it's a lot of things. The timing, the early 1960s was the timing, plus it was also their image, you know, being in those suits that their manager had them in and the, the haircuts. But they, the, the main key ingredient with those four guys, and they also had personality. They were very charming and very witty. But they also had uh, not only the intelligence, but they had they were really great songwriters. Mm. They wrote they wrote stuff that artists at that time were not writing. So they were taking obviously influences. You listen to a lot of Beatles songs, and you strip that stuff down, and you're listening to not only these three part harmonies that are so brilliant, but listening to the musical instrumentation where they were using classical parts and jazz parts and chords and stuff, and they were just incorporating in, in basic rock and roll music. Right, right, right. So, so what you're what you're saying is that there's um, there are a lot of different elements that will make them classics, not just their musicality, just not the way they use music. No, it, that's why I said all what I said. It was you know it was a whole combination. It was yeah. their image. It was their yeah. personality. And but most, I think, foremost besides the songwriting, it was really their belief in themselves. That when they were young guys starting out, they really just and they worked hard. I mean, they they. When you're a musician and in those kind of uh, shoes like they were, you, you really are working hard. Any musician that's listening to a show that, or any musician I know personally who has toured the world, I mean, sometimes you're touring for a year straight without coming home. 
Mm-hmm. And it's hard, it's hard work, too. People think it's just, you know, it's easy. It's American Idol. It's, it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> well, you know, even American Idol looks like it's easy. But boy, no, it's uh, not. It's, it's hard work. It's a lot of work. That's a lot of work, for sure. It's hard. That it's is definitely hard work. Boy, we could go into a whole other conversation about that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, but thank you for that, because that, that is interesting, taking those classics and, and seeing why they will end up being classics for a long time. Um, now, I know that you're, you know, that you are psychic and that you're a medium, and combining all of your spirituality, you sort of touched on it, I'm really interested in how, like, the process for you, when you write music or when you play it or um, when it comes to you, um, how do you use spirit in your music? Free-flowing. I, I don't really think about it. I just, you know, sometimes, just for me with a lot of songs, it's, Sometimes I've worked off of a title that I've had, but most of the time it's the coming up with a piece of music first because then you've got to wrap the lyrics and the melody around that piece of music. But mm-hmm. sometimes it could just be me humming a melody in my head and then going to pick up my guitar or going to my keyboard and figuring out the parts for it. Even though I'm not an authentic piano player, I'm, I'm more proficient as a guitar player. But mm-hmm. it's... Um, it, it just I let it free flow to me, and then I've been also very blessed to have a particular spirit channel music to me too at various times. So mm-hmm. when that has come to me, that's like wow, that's the ultimate gift in a sense from beyond. But I, 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 if I think that these songs are coming directly from me, I better think again because uh-huh. it, I, they may be the purity in my heart of what I'm saying. If I write a love song, for instance, and I'm writing it about somebody in particular then, of course, that's coming from me because I'm thinking about that person. Like my, I have a song called Ballerina, which I wrote for my niece. That was in thought of, of my niece. Or there's a new song on my album called Live, Love, and Laugh, which was, is basically with my mom in mind, being that my mom passed on a couple of years ago. And so I was thinking about her and what she would be saying to me from beyond. And actually, what was really funny about that, when I wrote the piece of music, I had the chorus lyrics, but I didn't have the verse lyrics. And sure enough, one night, I'm like, okay, I've got to get these lyrics. And naturally, 2 o'clock in the morning, I go to bed, and there comes my mom from beyond waking me up and literally, cha- and literally channeled the lyrics to me of what she wanted me to sing in the, in the verses. So now I, now I, and of course, she had to throw her own first name into the, the lyric of the first verse, so it's going to be even funnier. But it, but it, but it works. So. I love that. That's awesome. So that's, that's that, awesome. Yeah, so that'll kind of answer your question with me being a medium and really in that sort of scenario, because those songs are very personal to me. Um, mm-hmm. But when I've written like more songs that are universal, mm-hmm. uh, like my song Shangri-La or Stillness Speaks or Or of Grace or any of these songs that I've written and or rewritten sometimes, they they're just they're I think they just come through to me as is. Mm-hmm. And, and do you get a set? You do you, do you have those? Oh my God! The whole song just pours out of you, and you don't even have to really have to rewrite it or relook at it? I mean, I'm sure there's always a little bit of tweaking in yeah. any kind of art form, but have you had that where it was just like the music, the lyrics, the whole thing it almost just comes out without even really tinkering with it at all? Yeah, there's been certain songs of mine like that, like a song of mine called Stillness Speaks, which uh-huh. definitely was channeled to me, especially the the middle eighth section of that song where I'm not singing, it's just a, a lot of chord changes. And there's been a few songs like that where they've been written within a half hour, both musically mm-hmm. and lyrically. I've had the, or maybe within, I'd rather, let me say that, maybe within an hour between the lyrics and the music. But there's been some songs where I've had to retweak the lyrics a little bit or tweak the chords to make them right. And it's the same thing 
going into the studio and maybe bringing the idea to the producer and saying this is what I have and then kind of filling it up even more, you know, mm-hmm. in, in different ways because he hears maybe something different and says, try this chord with, with that chord. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay, that's interesting. That works. Right, right, right. I think it's interesting, you know, sort of ar- around that topic. I've heard of um, musicians, um, um, songwriters, musicians and stuff, um, saying things like, you know, they've written songs that um, that they're like, whatever, who cares, you know, and maybe like back in the day, they'll put it on the B side, no one cares about that. And for some reason, it didn't connect with them at all. They had no, they're like, whatever. And then I'm sure you're much more musically educated than I am uh, for examples of this. But, and then they somehow release it and it becomes the hugest hit of all time mm-hmm. for them because somehow something related to the public that they didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen that happen uh, a few times. You know, it's even funnier. That when I did my last record, Satori, there was a song on there, that, the song I was talking about earlier, Introspection, which I redid because you know, I'm finishing up my new album, and I took some of the songs from my previous records, which is no artist really typically does, but those records to me were not done the way they should have been done, and I knew a lot of those songs were really good, so I wanted to give them a fair chance and redo them where I can feel like, you know, at some point in my life and go, yes, I knew these songs were good, and now they sound like they should. So... One of the songs which I redid was Introspection because I it was a good it was a good song. I kind of was funny because when I co- I actually co-wrote the music with a friend of mine. He came up with the basic idea of musically, and I just filled in the li- another part of music in that song, and I wrote all the lyrics. And it's interesting because that particular tune is about it's an anti-suicide song, and a lot of it was kind of relating to what I was feeling somewhat at that time uh, in my life, and people around me were feeling. And it's, I use a girl as a character in the song. It's really, the song is really about nobody in particular. But what's funny is that a lot of people have always said to me they like that song. And I, it went so far to this, some girl out of nowhere wrote me one day saying she thought I wrote this song about her. And it's a girl that I don't even know. And mm. it was a compliment in one hand, but a little eerie in another hand. Mm. And uh, she said, I could swear you were talking about me. And I'm like, well, if you think it's about you, then so be it. But uh, Then it must be. <laughs> and it must be Who's because to say? Who's I, to say? It, anybody can relate to it, you know. Anybody that may be feeling those feelings, or that's the beauty of music because uh, you can interpret it any way you want and think it's maybe about you, or you can relate to it on some level. But right. totally, totally. I mean, I think that there's, you know, like I say, that there's there's really no rights and wrongs with me, with music. I mean, some people. You know, what is cheese? You know, some people look at my iPod and they'll be like, you have a lot of cheesy music. And I, you know, personally, I don't really care because, you know, for me, that cheese, I have a lot of really great music too, but under the category of cheese, it, some, there's no right or wrong. As long as it, it hits you on some level and it makes you, I think, actually either expand yourself or go into yourself deeper, then it's the music for you. Do you agree? Exactly, because, you know, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't, you know, when I was a, a teenager, I'll just tell you really quick, you know, growing up here in New York, and my older brother is a musician, a very accomplished musician at that, and uh, he turned me on to the wonderful world of music, so if it wasn't for him, I probably would not have been as exposed to, to all this music as I was, but coming from the whole rock and roll thing, 
and being introduced to it. But when I, it's funny because now when I think back, when I was a teenager, you know, I was just so kind of locked in between the rock and roll music of the 60s, 70s, and at that period of time when I was a teenager, the early 80s. And, but now that I'm older, or just, I should say, wiser and mature, <laughs> and, and closer to 40, it's amazing that my, my scope of musicality is different now. Like, I, I can really appreciate jazz and classical. And I use, on, the rec- on this new record, because my producer, Larry Russell, um, comes from a whole Mozart and Beatles kind of school, and a lot of the string arrangements that are on the record, I would have never had as much violins and cellos on a record 20 years ago or 10 years ago as I do with this album, and I really, it really works very well in contrast with my vocal melodies and the guitar parts, mm. and it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it pulls you, it's so many different colors when you use different instruments and feel that you can feel the vibe, so I even appreciate music that I would have not listened to 20 years ago either. Yeah, I always encourage people to open themselves up to listen to other kinds of music. Hey, listen, you know what? We're um, sorry, we're at a time. Two seconds. Um, so I want to make sure um, that everyone knows how to get in touch with you and what you're doing now. You're you're new. Uh, you're working on your new album and where they can get your your last one and and all that stuff. So plug away, Glenn. Well, I mean, I want them to know. <laughs> my, my previous albums, if anybody wants them, which I don't even want anybody to have them, but if they want them, they can, <laughs> they can go either like, you know, any of these websites like Amazon.com, iTunes, you know, you could probably find it on eBay, but you'd have to put in my music name, Glenn with two N's, Kid with two D's, because you won't find it on the Glenn Klausner, because those records are oh, long, okay. they're long out of print. I never make music under that name, Klausner. It doesn't work right in rock and roll music. And, um, and then, of course, you know, my regular website, Glenn with two N's, Klausner, K-L-A-U-S-N-E-R.com for my work as a medium. Okay. And, it's been, and it's so great to be on your show, Max. I mean, it's an honor for me. This is so great because, you know, normally when I'm on a lot of shows, it's always about my mediumship. Sometimes it's a little bit about music, but this is so great to kind of talk about music and spirituality and how they go hand in hand. And they really do because music is a language in itself and it's very healing for all of us. It sure is, and I'm I'm so glad you said that because I think that 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 word healing we didn't we didn't even touch on that it's it's it is healing in so so many ways. So so listen, Glenn, I, I'll we'll try to have you on again for sure. And thanks so much for for being on. I will talk to you soon. And for everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm not on next Monday. I'm I'll I'll be putting on when when the next show is going to be on. But um, if I don't speak to you all before the big Yule, then have a beautiful, beautiful Yule, and I pray that love will guide you. And remember, unthinkably good things can happen, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Bye-bye. Max. And happy Thanks. holidays. And happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.